Frida here, back again for our next episode of Real Talk. And today I am so excited to welcome you to Kate Schrepp. Kate was one of my very first mentors when I started off in my HR and training career. And one of the biggest gifts Kate gave me was the ability to just have fun and talk <laughs> to people. So I'm so excited to welcome Kate today. Kate, thank you so much for coming. Oh, my pleasure, Lauren. I'm really looking forward to this chat. <laughs> I know, me too. When we were talking the other day, I was so excited. We just went back to just laughing and having fun, didn't we? Don't you love it when you have people in your life where there is no kind of disconnect? You're just always connected. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Exactly, exactly. I haven't physically seen you for what? 12 years? 10 Probably. Years? <laughs> We've tried. We've we tried. have tried. We have certainly <laughs> tried, haven't we? But that person has remained, hasn't it? Yeah. Totally. And that's the good thing about finding people that you have that same sort of, I call it a water level, you know, yeah. you just, something just clicks and you think, oh my God, we're actually just always going to be in each other's zone. So I'm thrilled to come and have a chat and find out what you're doing and share a bit about what I've been up to. Yeah. Thank you. So Kate, can you take us back to share us, share with us a bit about you, who you are and what you've created for your life and career? Because I know that you have created so much and I'm so excited to share it all. All right. So born and bred country, Western Victoria, yeah. town, a little town called Warwick Nabeel, so farmer's daughter. The school that I went to went from prep to year eight. So, uh, yeah, strange little thing. So I then went to boarding school in Horsham, which is about 45 minutes away, 40 minutes away, yeah. um, for year nine and year 10. And sadly in year nine, um, there was a bit of a life disruptor for our family. Um, one of my elder brothers passed away. And it was a really unfortunately, and fortunately, not usually the words I like to use with this, but yeah. he was diagnosed in March and he passed away in November. So, and it was leukemia. So it was a really, for me, I was in year nine at school and it was just, as you can imagine, total disruptor. And I just wanted to come home after that. I went back to school for year 10 and then I really just wanted to be home. Um, I could have gone to the local school, but I think I was just developing what I would say was a strong sense of purpose. Yeah. And I just wanted to be home and I wanted to get a job and I wanted to be just, you know, I think I wanted to shake it up a bit too. I think I just kind of felt yeah. just like, yeah, you know, the water shifted a lot. So I started my first job. I got a job. So I, and back then, we're talking 1985. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, back in the day. Um, yeah. Actually, you were kind of congratulated for getting a job back then. It wasn't about going to school to get to year 12 and then to go to uni. Um, if you got a job, it was like, oh, you know, well done. Yeah. Um, and during that time, as I said, I was—I think I was a bit unstable of what I wanted to do. So it just felt like, okay, let's just try something completely different, get out of school, change everything. So I did that. I worked in a pharmacy for a whole 18 months. Um, yeah. And yeah, and until one of the big four banks moved to town. And that was a big career opener because banking was a, you know, a career pathway. You could see that you could get promoted. There was opportunity yeah. for travel. So I did stay in one of the big four banks for about 17 years. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I had, um, 
I had a wonderful experience in banking and I had probably one of the worst experiences as well. So for the first 10 years, I would have to say I really loved it. It was great and that's where I mm-hmm. learned all my passion for people in the workplace. I think yeah. that is where, where my understanding of what it's like to have co-workers that, you know, you want to do a good job but you also maybe don't get on with them. <laughs> to learn yeah. how to navigate that stuff. I yeah. had to learn how to deal with difficult customers and there was a lot. Um, And then at the ripe old age of 32, I was retrenched. Mm, So massive life shift again. Retrenchment for me was exciting for about 24 hours. (laughs) Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I was kind of like, oh, this is, no, this is good. I hated banking. The last, probably the last five years of my career in banking, I really didn't like it. Yeah. Um, So when I got retrenched, I was like, woohoo. Yeah. But then I kind of woke up and thought, gosh, I'm, 32 I've got a year 10 qualification I've got 17 years working in a bank and I don't want to be in a bank anymore Mm. um I was single and I had a mortgage this was like a whole kind of I don't know if I'd call it a wake-up call because I I was honestly wide awake when I went into it it was more about here's an opportunity Kate Mm. um what are you going to do with it and that, for me, was a real pivotal turning point. I did a lot of self-reflection. Um, yeah. yeah, a lot of stuff in that area at 32. And Pivot Now, um, 20 years later, I am running two businesses all about customer service and team harmony in workplaces. I'd say the best thing, if you, you know, hindsight's the way you look back and reflect on yeah. whether or not you made the right choices. Um, I don't think you make any wrong choices. You just yeah. make choices. Yeah. So that's kind of like the... <laughs> Wow, that's great. And it gives us a full picture. It's a big of, picture. Yeah, <laughs> of your career. And, and what I really love there, and we're hearing it so much at the moment, but this, you pivot, you know, your ability to pivot then to then create what you have created now. And, and I think I love what you shared there in terms of also that then self-reflection that yeah. you need to then create what you've created so can you talk us through that? Maybe talk us through even those early days and, and what you focused on in that self-reflection to then be able to move and pivot and then create what you've created, Kate. Didn't understand until I started this um, from 32 to 51 that I am now, those years, I quite naturally am geared to um, adjust, adapt and be flexible. Yeah. And I didn't know that was a strength. Um, it's yeah. I, think it's pretty innate with me um, and I'm going to say that that I I'm going to honor my mum and dad for that skill because when I was two my mum was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis yeah. so my growing up has always been um, very much about let's put it to you this way I could go to school in the morning and come home and mum was in hospital yeah so yeah, so the changes about um, how I was living and what I was feeling was always about if you've got something to do, do it now because you don't know what's going to happen yeah. tomorrow. So I think that's kind of built into me is that yeah. if you see an opportunity, you better grab it because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And, of course, I think that at 14 that was ingrained in me a bit further with my brother passing away so quickly. Yeah. I think I just kept getting these really clear messages that you've got one shot at this. <laughs> And, you know, watching a mother whose health deteriorated and her physicality deteriorated, not her mental health, you know, she was limited. My brother Tim didn't get another shot after the age of 24 and I feel like it's just built into me that I'm quite privileged 
Um, and it would be almost disrespectful not to take every opportunity that comes my way, even though I risk assess. I'm a big risk assessor. I'm not, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to throw, it, throw myself. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. But I get super excited about opportunity. So for me, and as you get older, you look back and you kind of go, okay, I can see a pattern here. Mm. Yeah, I get kind of uncomfortable in my comfort zone. I literally want to bust those walls down because I feel like there must be something on the other side of the wall. I better go have a look. Yeah. So, yeah. That's uh, kind of how I treat everything, I think. Yeah. And that is definitely, I can absolutely attest to that. That is one of the things you taught me so early <laughs> in your career. And not from the words. We haven't had this conversation. No. I don't know that story. And it is, it's in your behaviour that yeah. you do do that and definitely and that's something that you've shared with me and I think what I love about you sharing that Kate is you created a belief when you were young that could have mm. gone two ways though Kate you know absolutely yeah. um, and again I'll always credit that to my very very strong um, mum and dad yeah um, you know I watched my father who was a farmer and our farm was yeah. 20 minutes from our um, sorry, we had to move into Warwick Nabil. Our farm was 20 minutes from Warwick Nabil. So Dad literally adjusted his whole farming life. You know, it was a four-generation farming family. They lived on the farm and they had to move because of Mum's health. Yeah. So I never heard grumbles. I never heard we can't do it. Yeah. Never. It was always this is what the lay of the land is now um, yeah. and um, as a family we'll get through this and I think that's mm. what I see a lot you know just with a bit with the COVID things going on I just see our older generation handling it with such grace and determination okay. yeah and there's a real level of don't panic you know we yeah. we and that's I think what I've been brought up with so maybe that's exactly what that sort of cement in my shoes is yeah. <laughs> that's the foundation it's just you know life is life do your best um, and you can't fail. I just kept hearing that all my life. You cannot you fail. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was always, um, it was the most fantastic. I called my family a bit of a trampoline. Um, I'm, I'm always the one jumping around, but they're the safe yeah. place to land. But they'll bounce me back up pretty quick if I get too big for my boots, if I... <laughs> Do they? Yeah, yeah, totally. We're totally yeah. honest and raw with each other to a fault. Um, yeah. But, yeah, my little, uh, the circus that is my family um, and the circus family I married into, we're all the same. I don't know whether it's country breeding or what it is, but we're yeah. all very resilient just by nature. Yeah, I love that, the circus family. <laughs> I've been married to the circus family. Love it. Love it. <laughs> hey, my son, my married name's Shrek. What am I going to do? <laughs> I know, right? I know. It's just so fitting, isn't it? <laughs> I know, and I had a choice. I could have kept the maiden name Brennan. Like, that was quite respectable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not as fun, though. I know. It's not as I fun. Know. Oh, it's fantastic. I um, walk into training environments now, walk into a room full of yeah. 50 or 100 strangers, and I introduce myself, and I'll work out pretty quickly <laughs> what sort of room I've got um, and where the humour sits. <laughs> Conversation starter for sure. It's it me. <laughs> So from that, you know, you, you created this belief and you, you, you have been able to create this adaptability and this change and this mindset of bringing fun. That's definitely, I know our conversation will go mm. down there. Um, but for our audience today, you know, can you talk us through, even though you've got this belief and this mindset and the ability to adapt 
and, mm-hmm. the, and the calm grass roots. Can you talk us through as much as you're happy to share about some of mm-hmm. the struggles that you had to overcome to create the life they've created, Kate? Well, um, gee, where will I start? So <laughs> I guess <laughs> i got some super stories, Loz. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, um, look, honestly, I would say obviously the first one, I think I don't know my mum being fit and healthy. So unconsciously I haven't realised that that's been, I would never call it a struggle, but it has been different to other people. Yeah. Is that, you know, having that sort of just, it's always there. It's always in the back of your mind when the phone rings. Is it about mum? Where is she now? How's she going? So that's a, that is a unconscious struggle. Yeah. Um, I think Tim passing away at 14 was another one. Um, I had a very, um, I'm going to say even a, a mini, I don't like the word breakdown. It always sounds like it's quite traumatic. Yeah. Um, but there was a real kind of dip at the age of 23. I was engaged at the time. Yeah. Um, and at 20, sorry, let me backtrack a little bit. At 22, I had symptoms of multiple sclerosis. Okay. So I myself, um, had a, had a diagnosis. Um, fortunately mine never progressed beyond three years of just a range of symptoms, multiple sclerosis. I had double vision. I had, um, a bit of numbness, all these sorts of things. And this all was around the time I was engaged. Um, that relationship fell apart spectacularly six weeks before the wedding. That's his story to tell, but the outcome for me was pretty traumatic. It was, I would say quite honestly, I lost something like 20 kilos in six weeks. Um, at the same time I was coming off cortisone for the MS, everything just hit the floor. So that for me was a huge kind of, uh, it was a trust issue that was broken. Um, and that, that really uh what can i say it it's changed me forever my i believe that my trust center has really really been rocked um and i it takes me a long time to really put trust back out there to anybody and anything i remember initially when that shock happened um i didn't want to drive the car that's how much my trust system was broken i didn't trust people on the road like i yeah everything was shattered so Anyway, go forward about three months of love and care, love and tender care from my family and friends. I, I got out of bed eventually and yeah. kind of went back to work and I thought, I can't, I can't be in this small town now. It was too mm-hmm. small. There was all sorts of rumours and horrible things going on. So that's when I got out and moved to Bendigo. Ah, so go- started. Yeah, so that was kind of where I, I think Bendigo for me became a place to kind of Okay, I can. I, I'm. I'm not someone's. No one knows my father. No one knows my history. No one knows anything. Yeah, it was where I kind of. No one knows my mum. No one knows anything. I could just kind of formulate Kate. Yes. Um, so I spent ten years having a hell of a time <laughs> formulating Kate. Tell us about this part. Yeah. I took off overseas for six months. Yeah. Um, I went on my own. You know, here I was pushing the walls down to see what was on the other side. Um, through this, I was still in banking. Banking got really ugly. It went from customer service to sales. That didn't fit my natural personality. Yeah. Um, and I would say that by the age of 32, when I got retrenched, I was just so sick of hitting walls that I was like, no, nah, not this time. So I went and got some career counselling. Ah, yeah. And that was when I was introduced to psychometric assessments. That's when I was introduced to behavioural profiling and so much just... <laughs> Ah, uh, it's why I call my one of my businesses light bulb training solutions because it was ah, like these, yeah, these light, light bulbs, bulbs. They just Got kept it. going off. 
Yeah. 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 So I was like, oh, my God, why didn't I know this? Why didn't I understand all this human behaviour? You know, I don't wrap my whole world up in it. It's just it's a yeah. language that made sense to me. I totally get it. And from then on, that's when I really realised that people need to know stuff in workplaces. Like yeah. workplaces is where we are. <laughs> that's where yeah. most of us spend a lot of our time. And, and to me, that's... I guess the vehicle I'm using is two businesses to get that stuff into workplaces so that things can be a bit easier. Yeah, so every downtime, I'm a big silver lining girl. I wouldn't be here without that broken romance. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without my uncomfortable time in the bank. You know, everything leads you somewhere. Um, Just Yeah, so, yeah, downtimes are great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they are, they do, they lead you to something and I know it's in that yeah. moment that, that's the challenge. And It is, totally. Yeah. Um, but that's what resilience is. Resilience is precedence to me. It's I can look back and go, I've got through worse than this. I've had an MS diagnosis, a really horrific romance breakdown. I've had a, yeah. a, a sibling pass away. I've had ill health. And I've had that moment for about three years where I thought, am I going to be in a wheelchair? Am I going to be in hospital? You know, all of these things. Yeah. Um, I certainly didn't come out of the womb like this. <laughs> what do you mean? You weren't just created like this. And I was like, oh, hi, hi mum and dad, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. it's, it's choosing what you do with those experiences and knowing just in the yeah. bottom of my feet, I know I'll get through it. I absolutely know that I will. Um, so... COVID to me has been a chance for reflection again. I've actually really enjoyed just a chance to just reflect and go, right, okay, where mm-hmm. are you going? What bus, boat or train are you on? Um, never been a big one for the five-year plan, Loz. I don't know about you. I, 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 I like plans. Yeah. But maybe because I've had so much disruption that I can't go too far forward. So yeah. tw- 12 months is good for me. I need yeah. a goal. I need yeah. plans. I absolutely need them. But I can't do the big five-year that just makes me nervous. <laughs> does it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It makes me nervous and I think it's because I have the anxiety built in that, you know, there's a big fat chance that probably it might not happen. Mm. So I plan really strongly. I do quarterly planning for the business. My husband and I do planning for holidays. You know, we plan things we yeah. want to do but it's not like this strong. And maybe that's age as well, you know, 50s yeah. and 60s. We're at a different time where... We're kind of the business is our baby. Yeah. We're looking after each other, and that's kind of enough. And I think you've, there's a couple of things I want to draw on here. Let's there firstly. I think what I'm really, really hearing there, Kate, is you have taken planning and made it suit you and yeah. your life. You know, you've adapted to what works for you, and that's. That's all this is really all about. It's about, you know, if you big picture, big vision, then, you know, put that in place. It gives you that pull factor. But, you know, mm. find out what works for you. And that's what I'm really hearing is, is it's that 12 months, it's the quarterly, it's the planning the holidays, and that seems to work for you. I've always got to have a goal and it's always got to be exciting and fun. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we we said uh, 12 months ago, we said, right, 2022 is the year we're going back overseas. Well, hello. <laughs> yeah. Who, who knows? But, um, you know, we can, we can say 2022 is the year we do Australia. You know, it's always just being okay with. Mm. Um, the goal in that is not the holiday. It's the, the break from work. 
So if the break from work has to change, then we'll just change the destination and um, all of that's okay. I just, I just got to have something to reach for. It helps me budget. It helps me um, get excited about what I'm doing in my job when I have something out the other side that I'm aiming for. So, yeah. Yeah. And that, just what you've shared there, it's not the overseas holiday. It's the experience no. that that yes. gives you. That's what, that's really what you're looking for. Yeah. So it's pivoting, adjusting to still create that. And that's yeah, also what you do really well, Kate. Yeah, I just, um, I never realised that until, you know, you start kind of allowing your story to come out and people reflecting it back to you like you're doing now. Like I didn't realise how much, um, it's certainly not unique, but it is, from what I'm hearing, it's not super common either. And yeah. at the same same time, you know, it's got its downsides too. You know, I, I find it sometimes um, a challenge to, you know, when people say, come on, Kate, it's a business, you've got to put things in place. And I'm like, oh, okay, yes. It's I'm a detailed person by nature. I like things to be linear. Yeah. But I'm also that anxiety drives me to, to don't, you know, don't stay too long in one place. So it's, you know, everything's got a plus and a minus about it. Yeah, it does. And reflecting on what works for you, you know, that creates anxiety, do what works, change and pivot. And it's not one size fits all. So what oh. suits one person, and this is this whole behaviour world too, isn't it? What suits it is. doesn't necessarily suit the other. No, and it's, I think that's where empathy comes into it, which is a big proponent of my, I'm a big proponent of, empathy in all my training you know I train in customer service and teamwork and it all starts with empathy um <clears throat> excuse me it also starts a lot with assertiveness um you know looking after yourself as much as you're looking after the people around you so, so that 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 was a big piece that was missing for me in banking I was not looking after me um and that 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 attributed a lot to me having a time in the bank where I had six weeks of, of stress leave just another hurdle I forgot to mention there <laughs> that one in there too. I chuck that in. Um, yeah, if anyone wants to know about, you know, work cover, stress, burnout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, potential health issue, yeah. And look, there's people I've made a much worse of those kind of, those lists than me. But yeah, it, it's just a chance to kind of just reflect and look back and go, radio. Sometimes I think those things happen a bit like COVID um, yeah. because you just need to stop and, and just check in with, are you going where people want you to go? Where yeah. what's more socially acceptable, or are you doing what makes you happy? I just, I'm speechless. Just no, that. <laughs> no, that's because I talk too much. <laughs> no, it's such like it goes, that question just gives me goosebumps, and I wish more people ask this. I wish, I wish we we're encouraged more to talk about. Is this the direction for you? Does this make you happy? Just that mm. question is what and you're doing today making you happy. And I think once people get over what happy is, or yeah. actually more importantly, get under what happy is, like yeah. happy doesn't mean smiling all the time. You know, happy doesn't mean in a state of giggles and it doesn't mean there's no stress. It just means being happy yeah. with where you're at now and sometimes be happy with the fact that the wheels have fallen off. This yeah. is an opportunity for you to kind of dig down and go, radio. why'd the wheels fall off? Right. Um, what's going on? Yeah, where's the mechanic? Which mechanic do I need today? <laughs> Yeah, Who and they're out there. Help! They are out there. <laughs> yeah, they are out there. And I think the reference there to the mechanic. This was what we were talking about a little bit before, but I'd love to bring it back to this mm -hmm. as well. Is you were talking about resilience, mm -hmm. and resilience was something that I learned a lot about 
in over the last few years because I had a belief that resilience was really just being able to continue to do things and hold everyone up and, and that happiness factor didn't really come in place. But the biggest thing that I've learned and what I'm hearing again from what you're sharing, Kate, is resilience is the ability to bounce back. It's yeah. the ability to stop and pause and look under the covers, find the right mechanic and mm -hmm. bounce back up. Not, it is. not just keep on going until yeah and I, I hear there loss because that's really what happened with me in banking I think you know um I I was I believe you know for probably that five or six years after that engagement breakup I reckon I was just I was just bouncing I wasn't <laughs> sticking anywhere I was just like right world I'm out of the small country town I moved to the huge country town Bendigo woohoo <laughs> <laughs> But for me, it was a massive jump socially yeah. and everything changed and I, I didn't want to have any real deep connection with anything other than really close friends. For me, that, like you, I was kind of like, I wasn't, I was choosing not to commit to anything yeah. because that would bring me pain. But I needed that stage. I totally needed that stage. It was, a, it was a great way for me to understand myself and to do stuff that I thought was good but wasn't in the end. All of that was my learning time and I loved yeah. it. But you're right, resilience isn't just keeping on going. In fact, that's the opposite of resilience. Oh, that's opposite. that's completely yeah. opposite, isn't that's it? just ignoring stuff, pushing it down, and eventually that, that kettle will boil. <laughs> It'll boil over, and it, it did boil over for me too. So, yeah. And it took me, I think, the other, other part of it was I, I'm really pleased now and seeing things change in that I was actually ashamed of what you know, that I couldn't go to work. I, I hid it. I didn't tell many people. I didn't tell anyone of the MS diagnosis, yeah. you know. So there was a lot of times where I felt what I was going through was shameful uh. or, yeah, or in some way it was showing that I was less than or not strong, you know, all the things that I've been brought up to be. So, yeah, yeah so resilience, so, well, obviously one of the toughest things you can do is ask for help. That, that's a real sharp sign of strength. It's a um, massive sign of strength. Absolutely. Oh, and yeah. knowing how hard it was for me to kind of go, hey, guys, you know, I hate my life. I don't know what I'm doing. Where should I be? Um, all of that sort of stuff took a lot of, and I believe that's the best kind of resilience is just yeah, allowing yourself to be strong enough to let someone else pull you up. Yeah, but asking for help. But the good news is it gets easier. Yes, it does. <laughs> becomes a habit doesn't it, it does. i'm asking for help now but man if you're asking that five years ago there is no way i would have asked for help at all no now I'm i mean like, okay, what do i need help with yeah i think you and i probably connected over that because we both kind of slammed into each other in a workplace where there was stuff to be done and yeah. we were like come on let's do it let's do let's it and just if any do it yeah, and if anything, we're like, don't hold us back. <laughs> I know, we're on fire, weren't we? <laughs> I always remember when we first did our training. Remember I took you in and we did a training session together and we played a bit of a game with the attendees. We we, we messed up the training deliberately so we, we could prove the point of how important, you know, we how important it is to treat people correctly in the workplace. <laughs> I love that. That is one of my... Best memories. I'm for the viewers watching here. I can't remember what it was. It was on, it would have been on, I can't remember the topic, but basically. I think I, it was just customer service basics, service. yeah. 
Yeah, and I came in as Kate's apprentice, just learning. So just learning my whole, they thought I was there to observe Kate, to learn how to be a good trainer. A trainer. Yeah. And what we did, I came in in trackies. I was on my phone. To be on your phone. phone. No, yeah, I was yeah. On phone. yeah, I was on my phone and I had stuff written on my hand and just... <laughs> They honestly, you should have seen the looks that I was getting. And I had you to were, myself out of my comfort zone to do, do this. I it was hilarious. To say, this is a joke. And talking, <laughs> this has to be this disruptive person <laughs> while Kate's delivering this training. And we completely planted it. But, we did. Oh, and God, they fell for it. Fun. And it worked. Did. Yeah. It worked really well because at the end of it, we kind of stopped and went, okay, guys, you might think something weird's going on here because Lauren's been awfully rude. <laughs> And they all went, yeah, oh, she's yeah, I answered my phone during the yeah. didn't I? And I walked past you. You walked in front of me while I was talking. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was, it was. And it was just, I think that was, because that was one of my early days. That was before I started my business. I was still a contract yeah. trainer then. And that was when yeah. I really thought, oh, this is what I want to do. Like, yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, you have been so... Um, such a big mentor and a big part of my life in terms of bringing fun that it's, it's the experience the experience that we created in that training is yeah is my passion and vision for life bringing fun yeah and, and losing the perfection totally I that day yeah <laughs> I just loved it I think um I think that's the thing you know like bad stuff's gonna come and find you don't go looking yeah. for it <laughs> No, exactly. <laughs> like the world will turn, things will happen. Yeah, so use the time when there's no kind of, you know, boulders hanging over your head, so to speak, and there's no horrible stuff happening. Enjoy it. Make the most of it because, yeah, downtimes will come and, yeah, and that's just will. life. So you've told us about all of the, 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 the downturns mm-hmm. and, and the path and the plan that you've created, Kate. Kate, what has been the biggest transformation that you have seen in yourself, in your career, in your life? Let me put it this way. I asked my husband. So yeah. we've been together now for close to 15 years, Yeah, 16 years nearly, and I said to him a while back, actually, I don't think I even asked him. I think he just came and told me, which made it even more powerful. He said, you sound so much, when I hear you talk on the phone, you sound different. And I said, oh, what do you mean? Like business calls. Mm. And he said, you just, you know your stuff so well, and you always did, but now you're so confident just delivering what I do. In a, in a way that makes me feel really, 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 not passionate, I just get a bit over the passionate word, but it's apparently coming across with great passion and that's been the change. So what I equate that to is I recently got an opportunity just to have an online TV show. Yes. Now, if you had have asked me about that probably three or four years ago, not like just no. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I jumped at it. I absolutely jumped at it and I went in there and I, from all reports, nailed it. And I would, so I I guess it's confidence, but I guess for me more than anything, it's I've been given validation that what I do makes a difference. Mm. So it's, it's people saying, yes, Kate, we love this. Yes, this is working. I've also been told that people don't like it and I've survived that. Yeah, I think it's the combination of me going, you know what, I don't care if you don't like it. I'm not for everybody um, and I'm not. I'm not interested in your trolling and all that sort of stuff. So I think the biggest change has been, and maybe that I think a lot of that has to do with age, but I also think it's to do with practice, 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 Mm. practice. Just put yourself out there. 
So the whole world of video is now just our new norm um, yeah. and talking into cameras. But, yeah, that's a huge jump for me to actually go, you know what, I'm going to have my own TV show and I'm going to invite guests yeah. on and talk about what I do. And, yeah. I don't know, confidence, clarity, old age. <laughs> the combination of the three, you've, to me, you've been a mentor from day dot. So I have always seen that passion and that confidence in you because when what you taught me is stuff that you always believed in the ability to train human behavior bringing fun and i <laughs> love hearing that that's just really helped you so much more to be confident and to bring that and to have your own tv show and bringing more of you to life i mean that's an amazing legacy to leave and i'll ask you shortly what your biggest legacy is but that what you're creating for the world is amazing and you're, you're working within you and doing what you do best. I think actually that's probably it. I think I was trying to find the words for it, but that's it. I now give me permission yeah. to be me. Yes. And I don't hide behind the corporate banking world. I don't hide behind what society wants. Um, of course, for the first three years of the business, you take the jobs you can get to get the money in the bank so that you can then come out the other end and be you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I just, it, I mean, I'm always me, but there's, yeah. there's, there's different me, yeah. So there was, for the first three years of running my own business, there was compliant me, three bags full me, yes, I can do it me, which was good. It got me to develop products and services because yeah. people needed them. But now I'm at the other end going, now what do I want to do and how's the best way I can reach people? Um, and, and at the intersection of that, I've got to have fun doing what I'm doing and yeah. I must be helping people. That's my two mm -hmm. things. It's got to be fun and I must yeah. be helping people. And if it's yeah. not, now I actually can, you know, kind of go, okay, well, maybe we're not a good fit. And I think the ability to get to that stage. Yeah. Go, yeah. Is it fun? Am I helping people? And if not, that's okay. We're That's not okay. For everyone. Yeah. No, I'm not for everyone. And it'll still hit me in the gut if I get yeah. negative feedback and reviews. I mean, that's good. That's, that's just a, a reminder because it'll either hurt because I think there's an element of truth in it. Yeah. Or it'll hurt just because I don't like people being unkind. Yeah. And I can deal with the unkind. I can't change everybody. Beautiful. That's beautiful. So, what is, what's the legacy that you are going to leave on this world, Kate? I love this question, Loz. Do you know, I, I have thought and thought about this because no one's ever asked me before and I think yeah. because I don't have children, I don't have that, you know, obvious here's my legacy, I'll impart to my children kind of thing. And I always felt, oh, I don't know whether I have an answer for this. So I thought about it and the legacy I want to leave behind is no matter who you are, where you are, what circumstance you are in life, you must back yourself. Mm. And for me, I kind of, I love um, acronyms. Yeah. So for me, I use the word, I do. So I like the word back because back is like trust yourself, back yourself. Um, but I like to use the word back in be authentic, be courageous and be kind. Mm. So that's my BAC. So I, I haven't, because you've made me think about it. So I ran across my life and I thought, what have I always done that worked? Yeah. And there's always been a level of authenticity, but we change as we get older. So who I was when I was 20 is not who I am now. So my 
you know, just it's just get into your gut and go, is that really what I want to do? Yeah. I've got to be a bit courageous. Just just got yeah. to push the boundary a little bit and yeah. no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Just, just just because the other side of fear is awesome um, yeah. and you must be kind. Um, I, I cannot, I think that's why in several times in my career I've, I've hit the wall because I just thought what I'm doing isn't kind and what this business stands for to me isn't kind. So things like that always trip me up. So back yourself, even when you're down as low as you think you can go. If you can't back yourself, get your own team around you that will back you. So we can overcome everything except for the thing that we can't overcome and that's when you need to have people around you to help you. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Back yourself. Yeah. You made me think of that. Good. (laughs) And I can say that is absolutely one of the things that you taught me in the early days. Again, we haven't had this conversation. You've just identified this. You gave me that from day dot. Back yourself in the training, showing up in the trackies to disrupt the training, <laughs> to teach some things. Back yourself and have fun doing it. So, and, and you forgot fun. there's one other really important thing I did teach you, Lauren. What? The acronym? The toilet paper. <laughs> oh, yes! The toilet paper. So, for everyone watching, <laughs> which way do you put? Oh, this has changed my life. How am I, I know. about this? So what way do you put the toilet paper? So do you have the toilet paper so the toilet paper's that way or that you pull it down? And Kate and I had this conversation <laughs> 14 years ago and yep. and so the toilet paper on the top, and mm-hmm. I don't even know why, so I'll throw it to you in a second, but the toilet paper on the top, I literally cannot go to the toilet <laughs> now if the toilet that rolling it over. rolls not on the top. I'm that person who turns the roll over I'm the same and I don't even really know why I just know that that's the right way (laughs) and I'm the same and it drives me insane now when you go into I go into people's houses and I think oh should I or shouldn't I change their toilet I could be doing them a life wonderful changing thing but no it's got to be over so I have to turn it over Uh, yeah I don't do it in the public toilet no no. I do do it at houses at people's houses and stuff yeah yeah you taught me that lifelong lesson (laughs) good I'm glad there was something really super important there (laughs) yeah that's the legacy that one that's it the toilet paper must go over the top of the roll (laughs) yeah and that is one of the things I was still message Kate randomly we may not have spoken for ages, and I'll be like, "Yeah, just turn the toilet paper over again." I think I um, I think we tagged each other in a Facebook post yeah. about two years ago because it was doing the rounds again. Of is it this way or is it that way? And I had to tag yeah. you in it because like, we know. So much easier <laughs> it is. So much easier. <laughs> oh, the toilet paper. So, in addition to yep. the toilet paper advice for people. Kate, what is some advice that you would give our viewers watching today? Perhaps they're in, uh, you know, perhaps they're in a stage in their life where, you know, the bricks have come their way and they're being mm-hmm. forced now to make a decision to act. But perhaps they also have this inkling within them, there's something there that they're now just starting to listen to, to move. Mm-hmm. How would you... <gasps> advice would you give someone watching today to start to take action for themselves okay 
So, I mean, it's always tricky to give advice. Trust that gut. Get a bit excited because, you know, as long as you have shelter and food and support system around you, you can have, we're so lucky in Australia, you can have any life you want. We need health, we need food, we need shelter. And for once you've got those things, everything else is up to you to decide what and how you want to do it. But if you need help unlocking this, which I did, I needed someone to take me through some questions, to ask me the right question, to give me permission to um, push back, all of that stuff. So I think that if you're in a spot now, particularly with COVID, I know a lot of people are rethinking yeah. Is this the job I want? I haven't got a job anymore, you know, and I, I feel for those people. I really, really do. But I also want to remind them that this is a great opportunity to, I don't know, go down a different path, try something different. Yeah, so reach out for help. I think if you're unable to untangle that mess yourself, and you often you can't, it's like you're in the eye of the storm and you can't see what's outside the the, vol- the circle of, you know, um, cyclone that's going on around you. You do need... In, I think I also um, I was uh, I went and had some counselling probably three or four times across my life. Yeah. Um, because I just felt it was too messy. I can't see. I'm too close to it. Yeah. And you need someone to come in, particularly not family or friends, because they have a vested interest in you getting well or getting happy. And getting um, comfortable. Yeah. Exactly. You want to use those people as your support system to rest your head on. You don't want to go to them for advice and help because that's too much to put on another uh, a friend or family member, but also there's people that are really trained to do this. Um, so if you're in that spot where you're just you, you're down and you can't see the train, let alone the tunnel, pop your hand up and even if you start with Beyond Blue, even if you start with something online where you can go and get some um, advice, but make sure there's a human involved, not just reading stuff and, and it needs to be you know, personal help for you. Obviously, for those that might be watching that are thinking that, you know, good on you, Kate, you've you've sailed through. I haven't. I've been down there and I've really needed other people to pull me out of it. So um, if you're at the career trajectory or if you're at a point at a crossroad now and you're thinking, gee, I just, I'd really like to try something different, bloody go for it. You get one shot at this. Yeah. cannot fail. You can't fail. Not, Not trying to me is failing. So, you know, the old regret what you didn't do is is not good. Yeah, no regrets. No regrets. And there's no, no. failure. There's only no. feedback. It's only no. feedback. Oh, I like that. There's no failure. There's only feedback. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It helps in those moments when those obstacles come because they come. I do. No I do. Failure, only feedback. All right, what's the feedback here? What am I going to do differently? Yeah. Yeah, and if you're finding that you're getting too much of the negative feedback, then kind of go, okay, well, am I surrounding myself with the right people or is there some truth in the feedback? But you're in control. You are in the driver's seat of your life. So, you know, do you want to drive a Ferrari? Or (laughs) Yeah, beautiful messages. Kate, how do we follow you? I can see that amazing book of yours in the back. Ah. For anyone yeah. watching, Kate, who's really inspired by the messages that you've shared, the life that you've created, the real, the raw conversation here, how do we continue to follow you? Okay, so you can, um, let me say, if you're a LinkedIn person, so yep. I'm on LinkedIn, so yep. Kate Shrek with three Cs, find me. 
Um, I am also on tickettv.com.au, so T-I-C-K-E-R-T-V, and you can see my show called On the Front Line. You can, I think, go to the website, lightbulbtraining.com.au, and you can um, grab a copy of my book, The A to Z of Service Excellence. Yeah. Um, It's audio. I did a whole audio recording, which is a little bit challenging but fun and if you work in a school my second business is called justforschools.com.au we do professional development training um, for schools as well so lots of ways you can find me yeah thank you so much Kate there's so many ways here just really quickly the television (laughs) show what's the television show if we want to find you there yeah, so the television show, it's an online platform. Ticket yeah. TV is a new online platform for yeah. business, business entrepreneurs, startups, all of that. So I have a half hour, sorry, yes, a half hour show. It's only yeah. just started. Um, it is uh, called On the Front Line. So it's yeah. everything that shines a light on our wonderful workers in businesses across Australia. I know at the moment we think front line, we think medical all of that, but yeah. the front line of any business is the, the people, the staff that have direct contact with the customers. Yeah. So, yeah, I have employers come on and talk about, you know, what they're looking for for people that might be wanting frontline jobs. I have service providers come in, um, everything from, you know, people that come and do yoga in the workplace to people that do ergonomic fit-outs to um, trainers, assessors, and also I'll bring on, I, I can't wait, I've got some people coming on who have won customer service awards so the whole show is dedicated to the wonderful people who work on the front line in businesses across Australia because I believe they miss out on a lot of education and they are the ones that are really responsible for the reputation of a business so they need our help and they need our thanks oh I love it I love it and even that you know that's you helping people and bringing fun isn't it your own section I know. I remember. Um, I remember a conversation um, that I had when I joined an entrepreneurial group to help develop my business, and yeah. the guy that was running it was incredibly intimidating to me. And in a room full of forty people, they had this activity on day one, and you had to pair up and say, "What's the real reason you're running your business?" Mm. And I was that person that was left. In, I must have been 39 people and I was left without a partner and I ended up with the guy that was running the show oh. and I just, oh, I felt sick. Anyway, I said to him, I'd just like workplaces to be happier and I'd like to kind of help people understand depression better. And I said it in this yeah. mousy little voice. <laughs> and he looked at me and sort of went, mm, yeah, work on it. And that was like a firecracker to me. Yeah. I was like, I'll show Please you. <laughs> yeah. So I think that TV show is finally the thing and the book and, and the businesses. It's like, hey, yeah, tell the world what you're going to do and do it. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. And that's that vision, you know. I know you're planning 12 months ahead, but you've got that vision. You've had that vision from day dot. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a pretty cool life I'm living. I'm very happy and I'm thrilled about all the bad stuff that happened. As, well, it wasn't bad, all the yeah. learning stuff that happened as well. Yeah. Yep. I'm a lucky girl. Oh, that's beautiful, Kate. Thank you so much, Kate, for coming on today. Pleasure. So grateful for you sharing your beautiful world with us and all of your beautiful words of wisdom.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing. I truly believe that this art of storytelling, it is making a huge difference. So I hope that, you know, maybe if just one person's watching, they kind of get a little bit of excitement about the fact that you too can meet someone 15 years ago, never see them much, never touch them, but you can still have this fun chat. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Took the words right out of my, my out of my mouth, you know. The the connections, the conversations, the relationships yeah. that we build along life are what makes us who we are today. So thank you for being a big part of my life and for now my viewers' life. My pleasure, Lodge. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So everyone, that is a wrap of our real talk here today with Kate Shrek. I'm so grateful that you got to meet Kate. And like Kate, like me, like the other people that you've been watching today, you can absolutely create and live a life that you love. It just takes bits. It just starts with taking that first step. You've got it. I believe in you. We'll be back on here again really soon. Thank you. Bye. Hey everyone, Lauren LaCrosha here. If you liked this video and want to receive even more like it, then click the subscribe button below so that you can keep updated with regular content that I am posting just for you. So take action right now, click the subscribe button below and I look forward to connecting with you again really soon.